0: okay right sure (sighs) hey guys uh james from steven destroy just checking in to let you know um we are still doing some intros pretty soon it's going to get to the point where as we were recording the shows we started realizing that we'd have a home for it but as of right now uh, I just want to kind of pop in, yeah. real quick. We're still in the dark.
1: It's yeah, funny. this is the dark ages of Stephen Destroy right now. Yeah,
0: and uh, I just want to pop in real quick and let you guys, you know, know um, there's a Patreon for Talk Film Society who is so graciously welcomed us onto their network uh, with our dumb little show uh, that you love and you love to give five stars on iTunes and send email to it Stephen at gmail dot com. And that uh, Patreon is patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Uh...
1: That is most of the things we like to say in these. I think that might even come close, dare I say, to all the things that we like to say in the beginning of these episodes.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for listening, most importantly.
1: Yeah, that's really what we're here to tell you. you know, give us some, or well, not even us, just give Talk Film Society some money. Yeah, They'll appreciate it on yeah. our behalf. Yeah, we're fine. We're gonna be okay We're very rich We won
0: those lawsuits (laughs) Yeah we won the lawsuits Things went very well for us Yeah And um, Let's
1: just say Let's just say A little Steven Seagal podcast Will not be making Any more episodes
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the final episode Of Steven (laughs) Destroy (laughs) Thanks for listening Yeah thanks
2: A lot Why don't you take your Lively chubby ass And get the fuck off my car Starting to get scared Starting to get scared. Get the fuck out of here. We have a problem. Steven started ad libbing. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker
0: birthday. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where you watch every Steven Seagal movie so you don't have to. My name is James,
1: Uh, and I'm Dylan.
0: And this week we watched Under Siege 2, Dark Territory And uh, this week we're changing it up Getting a new perspective on uh, Mm -hmm. Casey Ryback and his world Uh, Dylan, you want to introduce our first ever guest?
1: Yeah, this is very exciting Um, You know, as exciting as it can be to have made somebody watch a Steven Seagal movie with us this week And uh, this is uh, my good friend and and bandmate as well, uh, Mr. Nolan Hill
3: yeah I thought um we were gonna be watching some good movies um today but um, yeah
1: I'm very sorry if I made that impression on you
3: well the 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 shitty thing right is that I didn't even know that you guys i feel like you guys intentionally brought me on like the weekend that last of us two dropped like <laughs> like and I really really wanted to like play that like actually good game and good story and then I had to take like a two hour break to to watch this movie and and uh i I really yeah. thank you guys for for putting me through that
1: yeah, that kind of inconvenience is a really good way to uh, to understand
3: how we feel by <laughs> putting
1: ourselves through this every week. Yeah. On, and uh, I, on purpose.
3: <laughs> I I don't even really, like, this is the first one I've even seen of him. Like, I, I didn't even really, I don't even know much about him, like, to be honest with you. Like, can you guys give me, give me like, uh. give me more <laughs> details about Steven Seagal? Like, maybe I need some context as to why you guys watch these movies all the time. <laughs> Well, Jam- That's a James question, I think.
0: I, don't, I can't really give you context on why we're doing this because there's not really any good context <laughs> or answer for that. An important thing is uh, Steven Seagal is a very bad man. He is a uh, truly just, he's a very bad person. Uh. Uh, and, and so one thing to kind of keep in mind is that it's not out of any sort of reverence for Steve as much as it is maybe a morbid fascination mm-hmm. And perhaps uh, it's kind of like we're trying to get into to understand uh, the scope of Stephen's crimes. Hmm. We're not we're not really focusing on the like actual crimes because oh. that's a different. That's podcast. a whole different podcast mm-hmm. with yeah, like that... way more uh, qualified hosts. Yeah, that, but, that's uh, that's yeah. For,
3: uh, for that. That's like that serial podcast. You got to got to make mm-hmm. one of those for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what I've read up about Steven Seagal, there there's there's been some stuff I've seen about him that are that's a little that's a little interesting. I was like, what are you guys getting me into, man? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So there is before we before we get into Under Siege 2 Dark Territory, there's a couple segments that we do right off the top, and I'm sure you're familiar as an avid listener, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um one yeah. of the one of the first is gonna be our Steven destroyed McGruber update. Nolan, oh have you seen the movie McGruber?
3: Uh, no, I don't. Hmm. I don't. Well, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that.
0: Okay.
1: Well. Well,
3: guess who else <laughs> in this podcast hasn't seen MacGruber? <laughs>
0: you haven't seen MacGruber.
1: I have not seen MacGruber. Um, All right. Bad well, news. Yeah. That is, I guess that
3: kind of ends that segment. Yeah, I guess. I guess we got to move on.
0: Okay. Well, now, again, as an avid fan, one of our re- many aggressive fans, Nolan. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a question we ask every guest on Steven Destroy. Even though I did earlier acknowledge you're our first ever guest.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is our first
1: time. Yeah, this and I would important. say I, I would say Nolan, like most of our reverent fans, uh, huge fan of the podcast, never heard an episode.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, the the problem is, is I just like to keep things fresh. You know, maybe I'll mm-hmm. maybe I'll go back and listen after this episode and and fill in the details.
0: Uh, yeah. So. Nolan, here here's our question for you. What's your uh, favorite movie featuring Rob Schneider?
3: Oh, oh man. Um I it's hard to it's hard to really nail it down, but I would say my favorite movie with Rob Schneider has to be like that one where he's like on a baseball team. Do you guys know uh, what, do you guys remember that one that Bench
0: warmers? Yeah,
3: bench warmers. That's I think that's a classic. And and I remember I remember that as a kid just really it, it it that was just one of the best films of all time
0: i really liked it as a kid I, i'm certain that it would not hold up but uh that is also another podcast after we complete yeah steven destroy
1: yeah wh- okay. which movies from our childhood hold up
0: um, okay. i have rob schneider oh well yeah. Sh- oh, yeah
1: schneider cast that's that's established uh canon at this point yeah We're gonna well i schneider guess it's hap- it's more happy madison cast i guess
0: Oh, um, that's actually a good point. Cause I was going to say we're going to do Rob Schneider and then Nick Swartzen. I <laughs> just have to watch <laughs> the exact same movies over again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you, if you had like David Spade in there, we'll, we'll, we'll be watching a, Oh man. We've we, a lot of Adam Sandler movies in our Hell future. Yeah, brother. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. So, so let's. I, yeah, huh? let's do it. No, I was going to yeah. say, let's do it. Let's, let's get into under siege two here.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's bust in. Here's, here's another question for you, Nolan. Because again, we've never had a guest on the show, so we're kind of feeling our way through this. But I want to I get a little bit more info on your background approaching Under Siege 2. Yeah. So you said you haven't seen a Steven Seagal movie, so obviously mm-hmm. you have not seen Under Siege 1, right?
3: No. Yeah, I, I didn't really read up anything about it before. I figured they were like two separate stories, but I, I quickly realized I, that was probably a bad idea because I didn't really know what was going on. Like I, I didn't. I felt. I feel like a lot of the characters. I should. I should like know who they are, right? Like, <laughs> like actually, like get some background of 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 why he's doing what he does, and you know who the villain is. The villain was was pretty crazy, you know. Well, he's a, he's a self proclaimed crazy, right?
0: Yeah. So yeah. based on what you saw, what do you? Can you give me a quick uh, synopsis of what you think <laughs> Under Siege is about?
3: Um. Let, let's go man I, I i think you know it's about steven Seagal. you know he's like this this really tough guy um from the you know he he has a military background i don't i don't really know where he works but like he seems like he's like really good at fighting and he he's on this train with his niece and it gets like hijacked by these crazy this villain that that that's like really smart and he wears a suit and and he's really crazy and he's he wants to like destroy washington dc with with like this laser that he ha- that he like hacks somehow and so this the, it, it's this great you know pairing off between you know the government trying to stop um this this villain you know um, and, and failing at every corner and turn, but then you have this true American hero, uh, Steve Seagal, who is, uh, cutting them at every turn and, and, you know, doing a better job than they can, you know, and actually, actually showing results, you know, and, and, and getting the, um, getting the bad guy off the, off the train and saving the passengers and, and, you know, saving the day. So I think it's, uh, I see it as a statement piece, you know, about um, you know how the how the government can't really get anything done, and how you gotta have gotta have uh, individual examples of heroism. You know, yeah, you gotta have yeah. Steve.
0: Well, that was a very powerful synopsis of Under Siege Two. I did ask you to guess what you thought Under Siege One was about, but I appreciate.
1: You oh. know oh. up the movie. You know, what? In, you know what? In Nolan's defense, I thought you asked him what Under Siege 2 was yeah, about. No, as well. oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was... Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah, have re- cool. we'll have to review the tapes, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Maybe
3: um, maybe that, in a way, was what the first one was about, too. I'm kinda. not sure.
1: Yeah. Um, there were a lot of similarities.
3: Well, you know, for one, sure.
0: one thing you said was that you felt like you needed more background uh, on the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think this will actually surprise Dylan to know.
2: But
1: uh-huh.
0: Dylan, did you know that aside from Steven Seagal, there are three returning other returning characters from Under Siege?
1: Well that does that does surprise me, to to be completely honest. Which with you. which ones are they?
0: Uh the Admiral Bates character oh. who's like leading the behind the scenes at the weird government control room, him and then like basically two of the other people there we were also doing the exact same thing in Under Siege, but I had no idea. Oh, I had really? absolutely no idea or no memory of
1: them. Were they, like, guys at like the at the fucking round table from, mm-hmm. from Under Siege? Okay. Doing yeah. the exact same thing. Doing the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, Under Siege, you really actually don't have to know almost anything about Under Siege for this movie. Um, Steven Seagal was a cook. Yep.
3: Oh, yeah. That explains, like, that line later in the movie that that makes sense but see yeah. see this is what i mean about you know needing context like that that it that one too. line uh, I, I think it would have you know i would have maybe i would have been like you know that, that's good you know i get that that's from the first movie he was a cook
0: yeah he was a cook and then some people hijacked uh the ship he was on mm-hmm. and he saves the day nice. and that's that's basically it
1: yeah um mm-hmm. uh I, i'd say the the real big running theme uh between under siege 1 and under siege 2 is uh dudes who uh, absolutely cannot be cannot handle being fired from their jobs that yeah. that's true <laughs> that is the overwhelming theme of the two movies is uh uh Tommy Tommy Lee Jones got fired right so Tommy Lee Jones mm-hmm. got fired in under siege 1 and threw a big fit and started uh <laughs> trying to fucking nuke people oh, and uh man. And then in Under Siege two, this guy got fired from his job and if if I recall right, uh nukes mainland China. He doesn't nuke oh. it, he
0: like shoots it with a laser satellite. Right, oh. and it's
1: like it's like this big like like chemical military plant. yeah, chemical mm-hmm. plant. So it's kind and, and the, of bl- yeah, he relevant. says the blast radius is like a hundred miles or something. It's it's absolutely oh, oh, immense. Like he massacres people because <laughs> oh, because he got fired from his job and under so, a- here in Undersea Two. Wait, so
3: so that guy wasn't in the first one?
1: No, no not at no. all. No,
3: yeah. like
0: really, there's nobody important in Undersea Two. Like when they
3: introduced him, they were like, I felt like it 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 was like it was supposed to be like you knew him like yeah the way no, he came out. Like you should <laughs> know him but no oh, yeah
1: no yeah I have no idea who okay
3: he is. okay i'm i feel like we're a little more on the same page now
1: yeah no um, yeah there, there's um there's very little that carries over from the first movie because the. I, I guess what does carry over could be taken for like any almost any steven seagal movie we've watched up until this point could have been the part one two to this movie so yeah. uh, like
0: he plays the same character so, every time he's like in some sort of one man army yeah
3: which one is better which one do you guys like more
0: Ooh. i think you mean just in general of the movies yeah, so I'd, far
3: yeah i'd say that between these two oh you know, is well, it did the sequel surpass it is it like godfather situation or for the second normally
0: well normally there's like this little like tense moment where Dylan and I are kind of feeling each other out figuring out how you know the other one felt mm. um, I'm just gonna say it I liked this more than the first one you know what yeah. I actually
1: agree I actually agree yeah yeah I, I, I did like this one a little bit more than the first one which the first one is yeah.
0: definitely like more of a kind of well put together movie but it's kind of just boring and lame <laughs>
1: Yeah, super lame movie. Undersea is just super lame.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty lame, whereas this one is messier and stupider, and that's kind of more appealing than just boring and lame.
1: Yeah, I think that this one, you know, it doesn't happen often in a Steven Seagal movie, but I think that there are scenes in this movie that kind of of border on exciting. No, I I actually...
0: um, and, you know, we're just jumping around, but whatever. The first, like, sequence where they realize that, you know, they've hijacked the train and there's still one person on there fucking shit up. They realize Steven's, uh, you know, going die hard mode. Um, and he's on top of the train, and then they find him, and they start shooting at him, and he's running all over the outside of the train in that shootout. I uh, I thought that was probably my favorite action
1: sequence we've seen yet. Oh,
3: man. You know, yeah. what, what, what do you think, Dylan? What was your favorite action scene uh
1: i think that like what you know the last like half hour of the movie was yeah. like fucking fucking nuts yeah um, it's <laughs> I, yeah. It was, I yeah yeah he I'm like runs a car it. off of a cliff at one point <laughs> and then like jumps onto the top of a moving train it's like kind of cool actually I'm, I'm
0: actually i'm actually just gonna fucking say this yeah this is my favorite movie that we've watched so far <laughs> for this podcast
1: honestly say i like was watching it and i was like this is this is like okay.
3: This is yeah, this it's kind of right. fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think that there were parts of it I I thought were kind of okay. Like I thought the knife <laughs> the knife fight scene was, was arguably, what well, like when they unloaded their guns, I was like, okay, Stephen, well, let's see what you got. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. you c- you can't help but you know, uh, I like how they reused that same footage of that dodge a couple times. That was pretty good. <laughs> You know, that, that was, that was like when I, I was just, it went from, you know, I was pretty silent the whole movie, but that was like probably the one scene I just couldn't handle it and just broke down into laughter. Like I was just like, I just couldn't contain it anymore. I was ready to get, I was ready to call off the podcast. I was like, I hate (laughs) you guys so much.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not saying that this is a particularly good movie. I I am a hundred percent just using by like the metric of the Steven Seagal movies we've watched so far.
3: Yeah. Do you? So, so like, do you guys usually go through the whole film and just kind of play it scene by scene and? Like, mm-hmm. uh, nice. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, let's dig in.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think we gotta. I, I'm. I'm getting a little hungry. You know, got got digging in more Steven Seagal.
1: Yep. Hungry well, for some Steve. Yeah. So, first.
0: <laughs> Oh. first thing <laughs> yeah james
1: james has got a big bone to pick with this movie
0: well <laughs> dylan and i have a general like kind of rule that we try and not talk about the movies off mic like at all so that mm-hmm. way we're kind of going totally fresh you know um but when in this movie is going through the credits and it reveals that it was written by matt reeves
3: oh
0: i uh went fucking berserk and I had to message Dylan and lose my mind. And I've since calmed down. And I think it was actually good that I waited to kind of... Or that I said something first instead of waiting to, to kind of go off about it. Um, I haven't really addressed it on the podcast. But I'm a real big Matt Reeves head. He did uh, the two latter recent Planet of the Apes movies, Dawn oh, and War. And those movies fucking rule. He did uh, Let Me In, which is really good. And then he did uh, Cloverfield, which there's like a whole generation of people who just got our brains broken by Cloverfield and for some <laughs> reason, like, obsessed with it. Um, and it's a movie I think about, like, genuinely almost every day. I mean, And uh, it, it just broke my brain. And I'm a pretty big Matt Reeves fan. And the fact that I never realized that he wrote <laughs> Under Siege 2 was very alarming to me. And the fact that I knew that it was probably a pretty good script that Steven Seagal just fucked to pieces (laughs) really offended me. And, uh, reading about it, it's very clear that that is definitely hundred percent what happened. They wrote a completely unrelated movie, sold it. And then it just got turned into under siege (laughs) Two. And then that script, Steven Seagal just goes hog wild on set. And he's just like, you know what? This is what we're doing today. And, uh, Morris Chestnut, who played the porter, yeah. Bobby Zacks, he's mm. like outright said that Steven would just come in on set and just change lines and stuff. Oh. So it's very clear that this probably, I would, I would wager, it's probably a pretty good original script. Just got fucked by Steve, and I was pretty upset. Is But, it? well, I, I was going to say, it did turn out to be much better than I had feared. I will admit that.
3: Is there a way you can read the original script? Like, do they have it anywhere?
0: I actually haven't looked. I'm going to wager probably not. But
3: (laughs) I I, I, I I have a lot of faith. Not much high demand for it, I guess. People don't... (laughs) Probably.
1: (laughs) Just (laughs) us. There's not a big community around Under Siege 2, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so (laughs) basically the movie opens with, like, uh, the satellite. We're getting... We're we're seeing the satellite. that's going to become the whole, like mcguffin of the movie and there's this fake nasa atac atac yeah
1: i i love that by the way i love that they didn't use nasa (laughs) i love i love that the the or or the organization or whatever that the bad guy you know uh kind of runs through to to kill people uh, is is called attack uh i i i have to i have to imagine that that was steven's idea it's like
0: some secret like government agency the admiral bates dude when they bring him in doesn't even know it exists yeah and they just have some like laser satellite that also allows them to do real-time surveillance of just like anywhere in the country
3: or yeah, the world yeah which I, i'm sure exists that was like the first note i wrote about the movie was like how it just opens with a dude committing a sex crime like <laughs> yeah like like just openly and that's like a joke like it's just like yeah let's look at this girl's tits that's like the first thing they do to test it like Yeah, he's in a
0: he's in like a control room, like a NASA, like you imagine like, you know, like a scene in Apollo thirteen. Yeah. All these computer people sitting around giant tv screen and this dweeby little man zooms in (laughs) on this topless woman sunbathing and they're all just like it works
3: (laughs) (laughs) they don't none of them even really like admonishes him about it they're like dude it works (laughs) and then that's just the end of the scene they don't ever talk about it again (laughs) yeah that dude keeps his job mm -hmm. i bet steven added in that one I think that was that was probably like a Steven joke, you know. He Those was like Steve's demands, yeah. That yeah. he he was like, "I need this, you know. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the movie unless you, you gotta you gotta have a crea- It's a creative way to introduce the weapon, you know. Like you gotta gotta yeah, uh, give him that, you know. It's 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 very creative, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Certainly, ha- certainly haven't seen it before. <laughs> and when we get introduced to Steve, he
0: there's like this dude. In like a chef uniform just standing in the street like in an alley just waiting (laughs) and then steve pulls up in this fancy car and it it basically it establishes that steven's brother recently died in a plane crash and he's taking his niece to california yeah and then also apparently steven is still working as a chef at this is what i gathered at least and you guys might completely disagree that this is not what is happening (laughs) but i was under the impression steven works at this restaurant as a chef, and then does, like, secret government ops on the side.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's pretty much what it seems like. Um, and, and another thing I wanted to point out, too, about the early part of this movie, and, and in this scene in particular, where we get introduced to Steven for the first time. This is this is one of the parts of, of this. This movie in particular, I feel like it happens relatively often in these movies, but this one, it really struck me. Um, just, like, how, like, the, the music in particular really tries to... <laughs> The score really tries to play Steven Segalov like as if as if he's this like heroic, like fatherly figure. And I, there, it's just this unbelievably like warm and borderline like just sugary like string music being played behind Steven. Yeah, no. It made so me like, happy to see <laughs> Yeah, it I, made me like sick to my stomach.
3: <laughs> that's weird, man. For for whatever reason, when I saw that scene, I was like, I knew Dylan was gonna write something about these strings. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say something. Yeah, because like it's like what a what an incredible way to introduce our hero you know he's yeah. just like and i don't think i got the entire film that he was a chef though like like i <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't i don't i didn't get anything out of it I, I was just like the camera showed him and it zoomed in on his face and i was like oh there he is yeah i'm what about uh,
0: when he makes the cake on the train they just let him oh, go into the kitchen and make a cake
3: Oh, right. <laughs> I, I forgot about that i guess i guess uh, and then of course you know the the comment on the knife fight you know you know about mm. him him uh, not one to be best in the kitchen i guess there there are some oh, clues yeah. but i never but i never really picked up on it i just figured. i'm sure these... that line
0: made no sense
3: <laughs> no i was like no one beats me in the kitchen i was like what does that mean but it's it, that's kind of cool i guess i, I think uh, yeah. I, I don't know
1: <laughs> I, I don't say that might be like the only like significant carryover from under siege yeah. one is that we we well, know that he's a cook yeah that and then
0: <laughs> like the very minor relevance of the restaurant like the sous chef or whatever yeah. at the restaurant but so steven goes to the train station to meet his niece uh so they can go to california and there's this very weird scene where it's like he, he's not gonna recognize her because he hasn't seen her in so long <laughs> so it's just steven walking through a train station leering at young women <laughs> Oh God, <yeah>. and <laughs> <laughs> And you know it's like it's because he's trying to, you know, find his niece and he doesn't <laughs> recognize her and I kind of get that but there's something so threatening about Steve's aura and he's just so naturally like <laughs>
3: creepy. No, I, I love how they they had the director had to make the women's reactions not like they would be in real life which is oh fucking god, I got to get away <laughs> from this dude. You know, like there yeah, were a few they were women to... that they made sure to zoom in on and be like have her look like, "Oh, look at this guy." You know, like and it it was just that 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 was a pretty good scene
0: instead of them pulling out their phone and dialing (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) instead of being like uh, i I, i'm pretty not okay with this man
0: yeah Uh, when he finally well he doesn't even find her he just like gives up and goes to the ticket stand and then she finds him and um when when they're walking to the train he like he's like I uh, remember you collected teddy bears, so I got you a teddy bear. And she's, like, 16. Yeah. And uh, I really I really liked Stephen in these, like, earlier scenes when he's trying to relate to the niece, played by Katherine Heigl. Because yeah. um, it's very rare we see Stephen in any of these movies when he's not, like, trying to seem... And by trying, I mean, like, Stephen as an actor, just constantly, like, cool in control he's almost never like nervous or awkward and these scenes he's just so fucking awkward
1: yeah he is uh he uh uh, remarkable like in the true sense of the word like we it it needs to be talked about how bad steven is in in these these scenes where he's not kicking somebody's (laughs) ass like uh yeah, well, he, he, I, I, I couldn't even tell. Like, at first, I thought he was just, cause I'm used to watching, like, you know, real movies with real actors and stuff. <laughs> and so I was watching, I was like, man, Steven's really phoning this thing in. But I, I <laughs> yeah, don't know if that's even... accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know man, if I it is or if that's his, his way his of heart.
0: trying to play that, like, awkward. He doesn't know how to, you know. He, the character says, I guess I'm not trained for this. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think incredibly close to home. It probably speaks miles to how he actually treats people in real life. You know, he's uh, the only thing he knows how to do is kick ass, you know? I mean, that's that's just who he is.
0: So they get on the train and when Catherine Heigl gets on the train, this employee, the the porter, um, and I want to make sure I get his name right again. Bobby Zacks, played by Morris Chestnut, Bobby Zacks, uh, Zacks. starts immediately, like, following her around. Um, And and you guys uh, got the impression that he's, like, desperately horny for her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Most definitely. Okay, good. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because he is, uh, later in that scene, he does go to the bar to get a drink. So he is at least 21 years old.
3: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I didn't even pick up that. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. They, they even they even mentioned that, you know, she didn't even have an ID or anything. Like she's
0: sixteen years oh, old.
3: God. Oh God. Yeah. And
0: he's just immediately following her around and just like, please let me take your bags. Oh, please. <laughs> let me take your bags. Step on me.
3: <laughs> oh god. And they and they had that whole interchange where where he says he's been working out and then she fucking flips him to the ground, you know? Like like and just fucking the whole he just fucking collapses on the floor yeah it's pretty good
0: yeah it's it's one of those like um it's like weirdly flirty Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he she like uh does this weird hand trick and flips him and he's like where'd you learn that and she's like when i was 11 i had this really great uncle and he taught (laughs) me all this cool stuff
3: oh god
0: and and she she um this is like right after she gets in this very weird fight with Steven. <laughs> Cause she's upset because Steven never like saw her, her dad, his brother for like the last five years. And then so <sighs> he's really awkward with her. I and mean, she's upset because he never saw her dad. And then he's like you know, your father didn't get those medals in the service by being a choir boy, which is such a weird thing to say to somebody's child, particularly when it's not relevant.
3: And and yeah. when, uh, isn't he dead, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, pretty pretty good, though, you know? Yeah,
0: pretty and then good. she um, she's, like, all upset. She's like, don't talk about my father like that. And Stephen's like okay and gets up to go get a drink and then she like immediately forgives him just immediately gets up and like gives him a hug and a kiss and is just like let's be friends
3: yeah i think when he when he ordered the strongest drink they had you know that made her that made her be like okay i gotta i gotta go go down to his level you know a strong drink you say
1: steven doesn't he must be upset
3: (laughs) yeah yeah steven seagal just manipulates teenage girls
1: uh
0: yeah I said that's a different podcast. Oh. Yeah, come on now. Oh, right. that, that's
3: too real, right? One show at a time
2: here,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, so Steven's going to make a cake on the train, like we said. The This train just lets Stephen, like, go into their kitchen to bake a cake. Um, and, and he puts the cake in the microwave for 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> As a chef oh, would.
0: Man. And then... Um, the, the train gets hijacked, basically. There's um, two people from the ATAC control room that are having some sort of, like, sex rendezvous. And the yep. uh, train gets hijacked. The, uh, this villain dude who supposedly, they say he drove his car into a lake. They think he killed himself after he got fired, like we said. And he's played by Eric Pagosian from uh, one of the Law and Orders and you know the train gets hijacked (laughs) it's you know uh, under siege it's a hijacking it's not particularly yeah interesting
1: it's under siege but that's what it is this is uh our our i think now in the steven seagal filmography i think we're up to to three breaking bad actors now oh uh, yeah and in in the steven seagal filmography so that's that's nice
0: yeah. So I, yeah, Jonathan Banks is one of them. And then Dean Norris wasn't hard to kill. Yep. And, uh, the guy who played Tuco yep. was in the first under siege.
1: He sure was. And
0: apparently, cause I was trying to verify that when I saw Jonathan Banks, I was like, which one was the guy who played Tuco in? Apparently he was also an out for justice. Oh shit. Yeah. So, but we got, yeah, we got now three breaking bad actors. Um, and so one of the armed gunmen goes into the kitchen and just you know starts like shooting people and we immediately get steven beating up these hijackers which is a nice change of pace from under siege where um nolan one thing that might be interesting for you to know is under siege is a little bit over two hours long and steven seagal has about 40 minutes of screen time
3: oh how does that work
0: yeah it's you know
3: It's a boring movie. Very boring movie. You know how
0: it's a a lot of Under Siege is that stuff where um, here it's, you know, like the government, the Admiral Bates and everybody trying to figure out what they're going to do.
3: Oh, under God. siege
0: is like mostly that
3: Jeez, none of that like i don't honestly rem- i can't give details about much of that yeah, aspect of no. the movie we
0: like barely talked about it for under <laughs> siege and i can't really imagine talking about it now because the most interesting thing that happens in that war room is when the dude creeps on the lady oh no so yeah there's no point in really getting no. into that
3: no we're this is all about steven
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> And so Eric Bogosian goes and he, uh, like, grabs the two scientists from ATAC and tortures them to get codes so he can hack into mm. the satellite. Um, and they capture Katherine Heigl. I mean, yeah, just we can kind of just go through it if there's any stuff that you guys kind of wanted to pull out. Because otherwise, I'm just going to start going straight to the stuff that I liked.
3: Oh, uh, yeah 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 i mean that that eyeball scene was pretty good that was pretty intense you know yeah you know yeah I, uh, I was wondering did, like i really was thinking that one of their eyeballs was gonna get gonna get burned you know i i, I don't know how violent steven Seagal movies usually uh, get
1: like, they get pretty uh, violent uh, so yeah I think, I, I think me and james both were probably very on edge during this scene <laughs> uh, yeah
0: they're pretty gross and i felt like this one was definitely pretty gross um I mean, it's not as awful as it has been, but there's some pretty nasty stuff. A lot of it isn't, like, blood and guts. It's, like, Steve snapping arms, and he snaps (laughs) a lot of wrists in this one. He does. Um, You get a lot of, like, snaps and the just sound effects, and, like, it's just kind of gross and unpleasant. But there's not as much, like, blood and gore
3: yeah i i noticed that a lot of the it it seemed like when was when was the movie released like 1990 something
0: oh yeah it's gonna be from 19 it was released in 1995
3: oh yeah yeah so it had that very like 90s-esque like there's basically no blood when they shoot people and they just kind of fucking flail for a few seconds and then hit the ground kind of vibe to the gunplay Mm -hmm. you know um and, and i found it like I think like the next scene that really stood out to me is when, you know, they, they hijack the they hijack the train, you know, they they get those codes, um, they're they're taking everybody hostage and then those people, you know, barge into those that, that couple's room, you know, who who's having sex and then and then they shoot the radio. Like I thought that was pretty funny. I I, I thought that was like a really good comic relief scene, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't like this music. Um, I'm going to shoot the radio.
1: Okay. I thought, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could buy that. Yeah,
0: I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked, um, there's this thing where Steven's sneaking around, he's running all over the top of the train, and climbing through all these like hatches. And um, he, he finds this, and, and it's very easy to tune out during these movies. It's something that Dylan and I both struggle with because it's even as we like watch and try and take notes and try and you know pay attention it's just so fucking easy to just tune out from yeah them. uh so i have no idea how or where he found that bag with guns and his palm pilot <laughs> i i like kept rewinding trying to find any sort of like you know explanation for that and then would immediately tune out again yeah <laughs>
3: yeah yeah for for me it was like i said i mean i i think around the halfway point i was totally just i was totally zoned out and and not really paying much attention like like it was it was really hard for me to to like maintain focus for (laughs) yeah no i mean it's it's
0: it's tough i i take it i take it very seriously i really do i try so hard to really pay attention I watch every fucking frame of these things and I have like 3 pages of notes. <laughs> but I cannot not tune out during these movies for at least a little bit. Yeah, it it's is. Now.
1: It's a yeah. significant psychological toll to to try to to try to really take in one of these
3: movies.
0: So, do do either of you guys have an answer for me? <laughs> on how he got that bag of guns in the Palm Pilot? I don't
3: know, man. Like, your Uh, guess is as good as mine. I can't remember. I I think I remember seeing him, like, grabbing, like, guns off, like, dead bodies, uh, I think. No, he
0: has a bag. He finds a bag full of guns, and (laughs) then it has his Palm Pilot, which he uses to uh, send a
1: fax to his restaurant. Oh, And (laughs) and maybe this is stuff he packed. I mean, this would not... Doesn't that be outside but, of the Steven Seagal realm? But he he
0: finds the creepy porter um, in the like luggage cart. He does. Yeah. So if he, unless he like somehow managed to stash his bag of guns on that train without anybody knowing, I okay. I'm just glad that at least I'm not the only one <laughs> that it really is like a legitimate mystery of where this weird bag came from. Yeah. But it's his. Palm pilot like he knows how to use it and is Able to send a fax and um, When they find it later They find his name on it So like it's his he just somehow Stashed this bag somewhere on the train Full of guns
1: Um, Yeah I mean Basically my notes here in the the Middle of the movie is Like again It's this is what's going to end up being Really difficult about this podcast as we Move forward is it's like I feel like I write the same Things every week (laughs) It's like it's like wow, this bad guy in this movie is fucking insane, mm-hmm. and it's like wow, Stephen <laughs> Stephen uh uh like lurks through these rooms like fucking Michael Myers and <laughs> and like you know uh like stealth kills you know like eighteen people in this movie once again. Um, I I, I wrote down like. At one point, like Steven Seagal, just never feels like a hero at any point in any movie I've ever seen him in, and this well, one is is no different. He barely... I don't
0: know. He he's kind of heroic in this
1: one. I I guess I don't. Know. It's just all about Steven himself. It's just yeah. everyone, see it him, is all ju- relative. Yeah, he's just all he's just so like menacing, and he's just I don't know. He's so big. It's like I, I don't like. I feel like i don't know man i feel like he'd be like the
3: perfect bad guy in like any given movie
1: <laughs>
2: I um, yeah.
3: like he he never really struggles like a lot of other action heroes uh, do Yeah, you know? that's uh, a huge thing you know that's like, a huge thing. thing like i noticed like literally there are shots of him running on the train through gunfire like not even taking cover just fucking <laughs> running holding his gun in the air just just like somehow missing every bullet missing him and i think like and also, in terms of his choreography, like it really, you can really know that Steven did not give a fuck shooting this movie because it's just like it doesn't even seem like he's trying. Like, he just seems like Michael Myers, like you said, Dylan. Yeah, he's just no, totally it, rigid. There's no life. It's just <laughs> like this dude is just there's there's nothing, no heart there. He just, no,
0: it, it is like that's definitely a thing. Most of these movies, when he, like, fights people, even in the climax, it's, like, never a struggle. It's been very special when there are, like, fight scenes where it seems like Stephen actually has to... Stephen has, like, the character, even, has to put an effort to win. Yeah. And even at the end of this one, where it's not, like... It's kind of a, a relatively longer final fight between him and, uh, like, the main henchman. Even that one... It's still kinda just like Steven playing with his food. He's still like just beating the shit out of the dude. It's just taking longer for the guy to die. But it's never like Steven's actually like it's never like Steven might potentially have like the lower hand. Yeah,
3: like the closest the the closer they get, like he he just the only thing that bad that happens to him is him getting rolled over for like two seconds and then immediately he's back up. No, he gets shot. Oh, wait. He gets, shot. He gets when? shot I don't even remember that. Yeah,
1: on top of the train he gets <laughs> shot and he's just yeah. he's just fine. Yeah.
0: Which <laughs> let's let's get into that, because that is, like I said, like my favorite action scene we've seen so far. They find Steve there and he's like running around on top of the train, and they have this dude like peek his head <laughs> over the top of the train, and Steven just kicks this dude in the head and he falls over the front of the train <laughs> and we get two different angles of this man going under the train. We get like this l- wide of uh just like the tracks and him starting to go under the train on the tracks and then we get this overhead shot of the guy like writhing and screaming as he gets pulled <laughs> under the train. I was really into it. I love train action scenes. I know I've said that on this show before. Yeah. I love train action scenes Are there- and I
3: are there multiple train action scenes in Steven Seagal movies? Or is this like the first this one? This is the, they... like
1: the first one, really. Wow. Yeah. I think um, this is the first like significant one. I feel like yeah. maybe we've had some like sh- brief train scenes there,
0: There's before. like a chase and I think uh, above the law. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love train action scenes. I love cliffside action scenes, like people on the edges of cliffs. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, helicopters and or planes. Yeah. And this movie hits all three of those. It so it really it really was speaking my language. But yeah, when Steve's on top of the train, this lady like gets on top of the he's at the front and this lady climbs on top at the rear. And when it goes around a curve, she like snipes Steve <laughs> and he falls off and they think he's dead. And we get um it, of course, you know, he's not fucking dead. And we get this shot that reveals he's, like, underneath the train somehow, clinging to, like, the bottom of the train. <laughs> I
3: remember that.
0: Yeah, and I was, like, all for it. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to see Stephen, <laughs> you know, get back on the train from here. And then it cuts back to inside the luggage compartment where the porter is, mm. and Steven just walks in the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've... It doesn't even, like, show you. It doesn't even let you see how he got back
3: is that that's the point in the movie right right that might be an earlier scene i remember S- steven seagal like getting the porter to help him but the porter like the only thing he cares about in that moment is like oh i could lose my job
2: <laughs>
3: that i remember that being pretty good and then and then steven gives a pretty good speech about how you know your job shouldn't matter the hostages are what matter and i thought that was i i remember really liking that scene that that was that, was a, <laughs> that resonated with me quite a bit <laughs>
0: yeah there aren't a lot of really like stupid lines one thing that particularly earlier steven and we've kind of lost it and i it's a shame but earlier steve had a lot of just like ridiculous nonsense lines um there's there's definitely i don't really think there are any huge lines in here that are particularly memorable
1: yeah one thing i will say about this movie is that I, I like off the top of my head and I watched the movie today, the day that we're recording, I watched the movie and I don't know if I can remember a single thing that Steven says in this movie.
3: Uh, I don't think I can accept st- the the kitchen one liner that's it yeah the
1: kitchen one liner yeah and I mentioned because right. it was like, so confused uh, yeah, yeah. I just
3: because I was like I don't know what the fuck this dude's talking about yeah I <laughs> like, mean like, that's the only... <laughs> yeah
1: well I I mean like last movie we got the for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars I'd fuck anything once <laughs> yeah so, well we also what? got uh...
3: <laughs> sounds like you guys are cutting me short on these movies yeah we really brought you in on a, on a, on a kind of dull one for you brought Steven. me in on the grounded Steven Seagal movies
0: yeah i don't think i would call it
3: <laughs> well you guys said it's the most straightforward one right
0: no that's probably on the first under siege but ah. it is it's a little bit more like mainstream i right. guess yeah this is not a,
3: traditional
1: uh, yeah this is not an out for justice or something mm. <laughs> no oh boy man i i think i think saying that that right there but it's not an out for justice or anything it's like really making me have to come to terms with like the 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 scholar of steven seagal movies that i'm becoming and and (laughs) and like the self-loathing that has to come with that (laughs) yeah i know like i mean this one's a little crazy but it's 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 no out for justice (laughs) i i
0: think it's probably like the second least crazy well maybe it's crazier than like above the law above the law
1: i don't know though Above well, the law actually was wild
0: yeah above the law does have that part where he shoots that dude in the street
1: <laughs> yeah oh
0: god <laughs> <laughs> don't worry no we'll have you back on once we hit direct to dvd territory how and, many uh,
3: how many movies has he released Oh like, god <laughs> like how many do you guys have to go
0: well so as of right now there's a total we're gonna do a total of 55
3: oh shit uh. <laughs> that's that's the one thing i was thinking of i was like I, how can they have a whole podcast about this and then i didn't know how many fucking movies he had 55 yeah.
0: yeah 55 that is we did an episode on uh he hosted saturday night live oh. and he guest starred an episode of roseanne so he did that so that's like 54 but we're also doing really like anything he acted in so this is including like. uh very minor roles
3: oh okay
0: so but yeah it's 55 and then this is our um
3: eighth episode whoa i didn't know this was going on for that long man that's you're already you're already smack dab in the middle of it you guys are like 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 dylan said you guys are scholars at this point
0: i feel like we haven't even scratched the surface (laughs) we haven't even gotten into direct to direct to dvd and that's such a a huge
1: part of what makes steven seagal steven seagal
3: so, is, are there any movies of his that he's directed himself? Does he ever get to that level?
1: Yeah, we, we yeah. did the one and only last week.
3: Oh, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> on deadly ground last week. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. Um, which uh, on deadly ground was a pretty wild one.
0: Yeah, it was. It was fine. It yeah. it was it wasn't super wild and it wasn't super awful, um, but it was fine.
3: I, relative yeah, yeah i would say uh the villain in in under siege 2 was pretty fine too you know like yeah i was actually you know in terms of in terms of horrible 80s uh 90s sort of action mo- movie villains he wasn't the absolute worst uh villain that i've seen you know he it could be worse
1: yeah i yeah. I, mean, I think that that's a uh, to me that's actually kind of a hallmark of, of steven <laughs> seagal movies is, is like part of me like wanting well i mean you can never root for the bad guys in these movies because they make them so un unbelievably awful every every time because it's like you have to reach like a level of awful to to root for steven seagal in a movie like i think even subconsciously like i feel like even if you didn't know anything about steven seagal like off the field um like i i feel like I, I feel like just with his demeanor and his like threatening presence that you have to, you have to get a villain that fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, like, you've got to get a dude that's like, I got fired from my job. And so I blew up a hundred miles <laughs> since, uh, of mainland China. <laughs> you know? Like he has to be incredibly unlikable, but I mean that, that said we, we did get uh, one, one movie where the main villain, just smoked a lot of crack and that oh, was shit, and just became a bad guy because he smoked too much well,
0: crack. Well, he that is true, but he was a very bad man, incredibly um, bad
1: man, incredibly bad.
0: <laughs> there's a seed uh, that's that's from Out for Justice, which we talk about with a lot of like uh reverence. Yeah. It was mm. yeah, there's the, this weird, the wild yeah, so there's far. this weird
1: like Stockholm Syndrome thing going on with Out for <laughs> Justice for us, where like Out for Justice, I, I think, has to for both of us be like the highlight of the whole thing so far. Um, certainly, my highlight yeah. of, of of the of the journey thus far.
0: I mean, like, I, yeah, I think this is like the one that I've enjoyed the most. Yeah, dark territory. I mean, but Out for Justice is something. <laughs> yeah,
1: but then it's again, a, it's a beast. This is not the Out for Justice episode, so I, I suppose we should uh, we should get get a wrap here on on what it is that happened in Under Siege Two. Um, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So Stephen, one thing I really liked is when steven he manages to send that fax to the restaurant because he he needs to get in touch with um admiral bates at atac and somehow knows that if he sends a fax to the sous chef at the restaurant he'll be able to get in touch with admiral bates and when this dude at the restaurant goes to get the fax uh, i really like this part where he's just like what the hell this is the produce list (laughs) this is oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah good stuff
0: yeah and um when they're able to when they find steven's palm pilot sending the facts and stuff they like hack into it and find out that it's owned by casey ryback and like all of these hired mercenaries know immediately who casey ryback is (laughs) and are just like oh fuck (laughs) You mean Stevens on this train?
1: You mean Casey Ryback? Casey Ryback. Yeah, it's um, it's good. I, I like the idea that like all the all the like weird Steven Seagal mercenaries or whatever are all in some sort of like online forum or something together, where Steven is heralded as is you know the real the real, the like, real goat of the scene.
0: <laughs> he like trained one of them. Did he train the like main henchmen?
3: that
1: might be a thing
3: did they say i know that? one of
0: them says like he trained me
3: oh god so is he, he's like a mercenary too uh, i'm no I'm still he's confused. like a
0: he's like a government spook oh. at, like he is in most of these movies okay yeah pretty, yeah,
3: pretty much everyone so the, they're, they're all collectively afraid of him like he's like their batman like he's the <laughs> he's this like deep demonic figure that they want to avoid at all costs they're like our mission's fucking over if this dude's here
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, they find out that he's got a plus one, so they know that um, somehow they just know Catherine Heigl is <laughs> his plus one. They assume the, it's a
3: girl. They're like, "We got to look for the prettiest girl on board."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, he wouldn't make a wife a plus one. And then the other dudes like, "So we're looking for a babe." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we're looking for a babe. Yes, that that was that was a good moment. That that was we're going on. Babe watch. Oh God. And they just – I don't think it takes him much time to find her either, right?
0: No, like, it's like as soon as he sees Catherine Heigl, he's like, ah, yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. The 16-year-old, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and,
1: and that's that's the thing. that That's what really gets me about these movies and, and like, the weird, likes. I mean, like, look, in any action movie, you you usually have to require, like, a certain suspension of reality, right? Like, you, you usually can't go in and, like – scrutinize every detail of an action movie if you like aren't like a like a soulless husk of a human being like you're you're probably gonna have to go find you know find some fun in it you know and, and I, I think almost maybe as like some sort of subconscious reaction to this podcast like if i'm watching like a lot of schwarzenegger movies and things like that where where schwarzenegger is like a generally like attractive like dude and like a friendly and charismatic dude on the screen and like you enjoy watching him and like this but the suspension of reality that it takes to enjoy a Steven Seagal movie requires you to think that everybody thinks Steven Seagal is an attractive man. (laughs) And this is the thing that, that might bother me the most about these movies (laughs) because I can't imagine Steven walking into a room and like any percentage of the room being like, Oh yeah, that that's the guy that's coming with all the babes tonight. I can't.
0: (laughs) This is a, a pretty pleasantly sexless one. Yeah. Um, Aside from like, there's the bartender lady on the train kind of gives them some eyes, I think.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
0: beyond that, there's really nothing else, um, which is good. We've actually been pretty lucky in terms of Steven Seagal sex scenes.
3: We really have. Uh, oh, did yeah? So, okay, so I, I you guys did me a solid, I guess, from the sounds yeah. of it. Frankly, there, no. There we've, Steven we've only Seagal had one sex movie. Scenes? I th-
0: I th- yeah, I it was so just far. hard to kill Yeah,
1: yeah Oh
3: god,
0: It was just one, but there was two And they were both pretty unpleasant <laughs> Yeah,
1: it was very uh, The Room-esque I mean, there wasn't as much nudity as in The Room But it was just as uncomfortable as The Room Yeah Um yeah, and, yeah. And, and and you know that, that's like the common constant thing. It's like he always he's always with these like you know re- I mean fucking Sharon Stone was in one of these movies. Like it's always yeah. like <laughs> extremely extremely a attractive literal women. Playboy model. Yeah, in the a first literal under Playboy siege. movie. Yeah, uh, in, in under siege a literal Playboy uh, model. So you know very very attractive women that I can't imagine wanting anything to do with Steven Seagal. So
0: it's it it was actually disturbing to see him and Sharon Stone so close <laughs> together. <Yeah. laughs> I was just like somebody get her out of there. Yeah, it was a little disturbing to see him so close to Catherine Heigl, just in general. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Nah, um, the,
1: there there was one thing in this movie that I, I I did like as we got towards the end, and that's uh, it, uh with uh oh Jesus Christ can't remember yeah. uh, can't remember our friend's name um uh <laughs> who's what friend uh, uh the gentleman Steven Seagal is is uh saving at uh uh towards the end the porter uh, the porter couldn't yeah. even remember his job title couldn't remember the job title the porter so there's a point in time where the porter is about to get shot and then steven comes through and, and helps him out mm. and snaps the guy's neck and uh <laughs> and uh my favorite part about this is that the porter actively cringes when steven Seagal <laughs> snaps the guy's neck and so- i am like like this this felt like a breaking the the fourth wall thing for me like this was very important to see somebody uh cringe at steven seagal snapping somebody's <laughs> neck in one of these movies
0: yeah no that's you're 100 percent right it definitely is nice to have like an in-movie acknowledgement that steven's just a fucking killing machine
2: <laughs>
0: but he, he it's a, like a recurring thing that steven will get somebody in like a one-armed headlock like in the pit of his like elbow and just squeeze so hard it breaks their <laughs> neck yeah yeah and um He does that in this movie, which I was very excited about because it's one of my favorite Steven moves. And uh, it's been absent for a while. But when he breaks this dude's neck earlier on, the guy's just like laying on the floor and he just sort of like pulls his head back so far (laughs) his neck snaps. Yeah, it's it's gross. Yeah, it's a lot even for Steve. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, and uh, speaking of because i we're at the point now where i can't exactly remember the order of events where all this happened but speaking of our, our our creepy nerd boy who uh who uh zoomed in on that uh that poor woman uh in the beginning of the movie uh has he, he has a lot of good one-liners uh towards the end of the movie too or at some point at he- some point i i can't remember the exact context in which he says it in but at some point he says i uh, they're talking about outer space <laughs>
0: yeah yeah because they don't they're, they're they're gonna have such a hard time finding the satellite that right. got hijacked yeah
1: hard time finding the satellite and so he's like oh, that's why they call it space huh because there's a lot oh, of it
3: there's a lot of it oh man that 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 was a good one man i don't know yeah, why man. i didn't write that down that 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 now that's coming back to me
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I love that,
3: that one so so i i forgot that that guy was even the one that did it i mean he, he might as well he, they, they should give that guy a bigger role you know yeah <laughs> A He's a a the star of this podcast.
0: <laughs> There's a, a really good scene where Steve um they're they're like sneaking around the train and one of the hostages, this lady goes into the restroom, and Steve and the porter like enter the restroom where the woman is through some sort of service door that has a window on it
3: oh, just yeah. into
0: the women's restroom
3: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: and uh that alone i mean that alone is pretty alarming but then steve has her like go out the front door and like show and this boobs. guard her cleavage yeah <laughs> and she says my bra broke
3: and then he just like headbutts him or something
0: yeah steve knocks him out and is like tits to die for
3: (laughs) did he really say that i'm
0: yeah
3: oh man that's that's one of his better one-liners see he has some good he has some good lines in this one
0: (laughs) for steven that's nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's at least like coherent you can understand like what he means
1: yeah that's that's no blood bank
0: yeah um, and he goes into the car where the hostages are, him and the porter. And there's just this massive shootout with the hostages just there on the <laughs> yeah. ground. They just start blasting at each other, even with these poor
3: people laying there. Yeah, Stephen just doesn't even care, man. Like he doesn't even try and play it stealthy in any way. He just does the his one move: just run in with his pistol out, just fucking sprinting at the guys, just trying to. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think my roommate walked in while that was going on. He was like oh fuck he doesn't care about the hostages at all <laughs> and that's the only thing that he even said about the movie uh, and yeah. I, I i remember that 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 was good um that that would really built really well toward the toward the climactic scene
0: yeah you get a uh really good part where the this helicopter comes to like pick up all the bad guys and uh the lady who, who sniped steve Uh, goes up and the port so the porter sneaks up Mm. and then the sniper lady follows him up there and he like does that flip trick that katherine heigl did to him like somehow he just learned it from having it done to him (laughs) and he he flips her out of the helicopter and as she falls she hits the train and bounces off yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: super brutal super ragdoll just like (laughs) Just there's like, a lot of that smacks there's, off the uh, side of the train we,
0: we completely skipped over the part where steven falls off the train oh yeah and like rolls down this hill off the cliff um oh, yeah. but yeah and these people keep like repelling rapp- down to like get him and he just keeps like throwing them off so they fall down and you just get these really long shots of them falling down i love <laughs> that shit
3: yeah it seems like they i, I don't really notice many action movies that spend this much time on the people falling like mm-hmm. like it, it it usually will cut away you know after they fall but this this just shows them like tumbling all the way to the fucking ground like it's multiple it really times. is
0: these movies really are like shot and edited like a horror movie where you <laughs> where it's like it's about showing these people dying. <laughs> it's not just like Steven dispatching them. It's like, you really got to see how they die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, like, I don't, I don't know how it ends up that I keep thinking of this, but like I, I every time we watch one of these movies, I, I think about like Indiana Jones or something and mm-hmm. just like thinking about how things that I see in a Steven Seagal movie. Cause a lot of the stunts can be compared pretty directly to things in Indiana Jones movies. I find mm-hmm. And and I I think of somebody, like, flying off of a cliff or something. And I think about, like, how quickly that would be handled in one of those movies. But, like, and here it is. It's really just about, like, you got to see them die. You have to have hate in your heart to support (laughs) Steven Seagal in these movies. You know? You have to want to see people die. You know? Um, yeah 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 it's pretty brutal
3: (laughs) so what does that say about you guys man do you guys do you guys like those those parts of these movies i don't think i like i really like
0: when (laughs) i really like when people fall i did i did enjoy all the falling scenes i did really like when that lady hits the train and bounces off
1: it's almost like slapsticky in a way
0: yeah well it's because it's so unnecessary like what what do they gain from having that lady hit that train and bounce like a rubber ball
1: (laughs) she does too man it's 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 rough Um, uh
0: yeah yeah. and when so steven eventually i mean we're you know jumping around but we've already addressed that he fights that main henchman in the kitchen they have like this like pseudo knife fight which the end of the first under siege is a big knife fight between steven and tommy lee Mm. jones so once he starts, like, knife fighting with this dude, I was like, oh, my God, are we really
2: just
0: <laughs> are we really just going to do this again? But it ends pretty quickly. Um, Steven just beats the shit out of this dude. And, and like I said, it's not like uh, a fight. Because at least in the first one, it is sort of, like, kind of matched. Um, it's still Steven Seagal movie, but it's more evenly matched. There's, like, scenes where you feel like Tommy Lee Jones – has a quote-unquote chance. I mean, obviously, you know he's not going <laughs> to win because it's a fucking movie, but it, it still feels kind of like a fight. Yeah. But here it really is just more, this guy's taking a long time to die. <laughs> and Steven just beats the shit out of this man and then does his one-arm neck break, and I stood up and clapped. <laughs> um, and then he goes back up where Eric Bogosian has, like, Katherine Heigl in this, like, um, wire around her neck, Oh, yeah. And there, she's got a grenade to hold that the pins pulled out. Um, and he's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> and, and you can tell that Catherine Heigl really thinking about like the kind of the realism of her throwing this grenade at Eric Boghossian. And the movie doesn't even let her do it. Steven just bursts in and like throws the (laughs) grenade for her. (laughs) And they're like totally fine. So it's very clear that she could have done it. But the movie's just like, no, we're not going to let her have it. Steven has to
3: do it. <laughs> Steven just... has to do everything. Like... Yeah, and
0: I feel, I, it would have been a cool moment if she had just been like, fuck you and <laughs> throw this grenade at him.
3: Well, they, they already established earlier in the movie that she was, like, good at fighting, and then they just never showed her fight the entire movie. I was movie. just going <laughs> to say
1: that. They, <laughs> like, they, they, make, they, they go out of their way to show this woman uh, fighting the porter, flips the dude on his ass, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and you think, well, okay, well, surely... Surely this has to come back.
0: Yeah, this is foreshadowing. This is setting it up so that way when this like 16 year old girl is fighting alongside Steven, we'll understand. But instead, she's gone for like most of the movie. She's barely in this movie. I think
3: there were moments where I forgot that she was even in it. Like, yes. <laughs> Like, uh, toward the end when he was like, oh, I gotta save her, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> he was on the train with her this whole time <laughs> yeah, and yeah they, they totally squander that opportunity you know because that would have been pretty cool you know she throws the grenade he like is stopped and then it's like oh steven got some help or like they could have they could have had him like restrain steven or something and then she throws the grenade and does something blows
2: them both
3: up and then steven never makes a movie again <laughs> that would be that would be even better but no.
1: Then where would Dylan and I be?
3: <laughs> that is well, a good to, point. We'd have
1: to start our start our Happy Madison podcast. We'd be
0: eight <laughs> episodes into our Happy Madison podcast.
1: Yeah, but
3: I think mm-hmm. the culmination is just so beautiful, though. You know how he stops the the attack, you know by masterfully shooting the remote.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Arup> goes, <laughs> even even after he that grenade goes off, he's like fine. Did either of you guys? like because there's this weird like thing on his shoulder that looked to me like bone was supposed to be jutting out of his shoulder did either of you guys like see that I, or notice I that i didn't
3: notice it he looked okay. basically fine to me yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: okay then it, yeah it might have just been like plaster i don't know but it looked to me like he had a bone jutting out of his shoulder <laughs> and he's just running away but yeah, he's like holding the remote for the fucking satellite and he's just like I'm going to get away. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Oh, and my Steve's God. like you tell me there's nothing I can do to shut this off. And Bogosian's like yeah. <laughs> and then Steve just shoots the fucking control box and he's like no,
3: which is basically like saying like shooting a keyboard and 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 <laughs> and expecting a fucking like program to close like it makes no fucking sense like like how did steven seagal know is is he also like a fucking hacker too he just he just knows everything about everything and is like yep i shoot the remote this shit's over you're done yeah. like, it
1: just like what it, an that,
0: incredibly
3: that risky honestly move. pissed me off more than everything like
0: yeah. no, no even even in like a pretty stupid movie it is i like possibly the stupidest part they're just like how do we how do we end this
3: like it just and the ending was so quick too they didn't even have any like resolution point or like cool down period it just it just cuts (laughs) to them at the grave and then credits start rolling (laughs) yeah
1: yeah. oh yeah the ending of this movie i i thought like again like i thought like i missed something mm -hmm. or that like like, my brain stopped working. And it was that I had quick like, as fuck. I had just, like, like stopped perceiving, like, time and space the way that everybody else did. Because this movie ends so fucking quickly. I <laughs> they were like, know. we gotta wrap this
3: shit up. <laughs> well, on like, to the next one.
1: Like, literally, yeah. literally like, Stephen calls the control room and he's like, hey guys, we got it. And then they all cheer and then they show Stephen <laughs> at his grave, at, at the grave of his brother. And he, like, lays some flowers down in the credits roll
0: well you guys are jumping over a lot of good stuff sure because he he shoots the control box but the like master plan was uh, the bad guys rerouted the train so it's going to collide with this other train just carrying oh, like yeah. hundreds of gallons of gasoline and so steven shoots the box and then the helicopter that bobby Zax took over is like flying down, has a ladder. They're all going to climb up the ladder and escape. I guess the hostages got off. I don't think it shows you that or how that happens. Oh,
3: no, it shows him disconnecting the train, right, of all the hostages earlier. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Bobby's going hard there. He saved saved more people than that movie than (laughs) Steven Seagal did, (laughs) by far.
0: Well, it's like uh, one's like the angel of life and Steven's the angel of death. (laughs) They're like two sides of the same coin.
3: (laughs) that is but, true
0: so the ladder comes down katherine heigl gets up it in time but steve isn't able to when the trains collide mm. and uh there's basically what i truly loved the sequence of steven running along the length of the train as it's just getting fucking decimated <laughs> behind him and just blowing up and he runs along the whole length of the train and then at the last you know at the back jumps out and grabs onto the ladder and then um Somehow Eric Bogosian is still alive and grabs onto Steve's <laughs> feet. There's like no explanation, there's nothing to like even clue you in on how this happened. I got the impression that, like, after the control got shot, he like fell out of the train.
1: Yeah, I i, I suppose that has to have been what happened. Um, I guess. but
0: that no, because how would he have grabbed Steven's feet? I well, I know. guess I don't
1: I'd, know, yeah, I have no
3: he, idea.
0: Stephen climbs up the ladder, and Eric Bogosian like, follows him and grabs onto the, like, floor of the helicopter. And Stephen just slams the door and cuts off all his fingers. <laughs> which I think was probably one of the grosser parts. Yeah. But, and then yeah he like cuts off the guy's fingers and Steven says you know we're good and they cheer <laughs> and then it's just over um, the first Under Siege ends with a, like the exact same way
3: Do pretty much does yeah. he crush some dude's fingers too
0: no but oh. it like ends like they save the day and everything's cool and then it, like, you think it ends, and then it cuts to, like, two seconds of Steven at a funeral, oh, and then it ends.
3: That was pretty abrasive, man. I thought they were gonna, like, talk or something. Or, like, or like say, like, you know, it was really hard out there. Or, you know, most action movies, like, have some sort of, like, ending line, you know, where he's, like... Well,
0: yeah, and this movie, at least, like, and it never actually tries, but it, I think, wants you to think that it's about, like, Stephen <laughs> and this estranged relationship with his niece... But it's ne- of course never actually about that. No, no. But they could have at least addressed that, like <laughs> something about how she was gonna, you know, now that she's gonna be living with Stephen, <laughs> oh. or something. I don't know. But instead, they're just like at the grave, and it just ends. That's
3: another movie.
0: Yeah, it's Under Siege Three, dude. Is there yeah. is
3: there an Under Siege Three?
0: No, oh, I mean, my gosh,
3: I think uh, we gotta we gotta push for it. I think he. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of new sequels coming out that could be the. That could be the next one.
1: Well, we are going to get an, an above the law sequel. Uh, really? Allegedly. Allegedly. But my, my my thing is like there could be an under siege three, but like as far as I'm concerned, like this was our this is our eighth movie or our seventh movie, right, James?
0: Technically, yeah, I guess this would be our seventh movie. This, this is our if seventh our movie. Episode.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like in, in a way, this is like above the law part seven. <laughs> um it's like if you want to see what happens next to steven seagal just watch whatever his next movie is there's <laughs> all the characters are the same person um they all have the same motivations same it's, same outfits same outfits well oh yeah with the exception of Alfred justice again yeah wow. it's true. <laughs> out, for, out for justice is a real outlier
3: in this whole thing yeah that's the it seems like you guys are mentioning that one quite a bit man that might be the one i gotta watch next yeah, although, yeah, re- although you, we don't recommend out- it. Yeah. Oh no, we don't.
0: That, we the podcast is explicitly. <laughs> in, in fact, you saying, "Oh, you guys talking about uh, Out for Justice so much makes me want to watch it." Means we are completely and utterly failing. No. At what we set oh, out I, to do. Oh,
3: I'm I'm not. Good, it's a good thing I'm not serious.
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
3: okay. The only way I would ever watch a Steven Seagal movie is is because I was forced to for a podcast. So. Well,
0: We'll have you back on, and we'll pick, like, a real stinker. Yeah, oh. uh, Just, like, something that just seems like it'll be really disastrous. So, like, disastrous. as an
3: outside guest, what is considered, like, the most... Is this, like, one of the most critically acclaimed, so to speak? Like, amongst, like, Seagal c- heads? Like, I-, I I don't know. Like, is-, is this, like... What's considered his, like, peak...
0: Under Siege. I'm under the impression that's out... Yeah, Under Siege. Wow. And then, yeah, Under Siege is, like, his most mainstream... So the one that, like, has just the most, like, commercial and critical appeal. And then Hard to Kill is one that gets a lot of, like, from at least what I've seen, like, a lot of praise amongst just, like, sort of, like, action movie Hmm. junkies. I think it's really bad. It was one of my (laughs) least favorites, but.
3: Oh, man. Well, it sounds like you guys got a lot more work to do.
0: Yeah, don't we we ever.
3: (laughs) You You got 53 more episodes to go.
0: Not, that math doesn't really add no. up. Oh, I don't, I don't know <laughs> how to do
3: math, so, so probably like fifty or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's we're, close. we're under fifty. Yeah, we a, are well, under fifty.
1: In a sense, it'll never end because Stephen will never stop making movies until the day he dies, and we have to put addendums on every single time. So he makes a movie. <laughs> that is That's true. Yeah. So, and he makes about two every year. So, does he really? Although,
0: as I've said before if there was ever a year for us to start our Steven Seagal podcast it would be this one yeah <laughs> when there's it will seriously uh um, hinder Steven's ability to maintain his um output
1: yeah thank god
0: and that is under siege 2 dark territory directed by jeff murphy normally mm. i try and throw some director credits in there but i nice. uh, totally forgot cuz i was so distracted by the matt reeves thing <laughs> um this this dude, Jeff Murphy, actually was the second unit director on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, oh I was wow. just
3: watching that yesterday. That's crazy. I, same same people.
0: Sort of. Second <laughs> unit. But yeah, beyond that there's nothing noteworthy um in that dude's filmography. So let's move on nolan yeah do you uh how much do you know about the imdb trivia
3: um not much like at all to be honest
0: i didn't even mean in regards to under siege 2 dark territory i just meant as like an existing entity
3: (laughs) yeah like i like it just asks a question about a movie and then it like tells you an answer is that is there one for under siege 2
0: uh, so, so there's a lot of trivia, like little facts. The main thing about the IMDb trivia is that anybody can go on there and <laughs> just add whatever the fuck they want.
1: Oh, oh, okay. And it will almost so, immediately get accepted. Yes. Wow.
0: Um, so every week we go in and we add our own little piece of trivia for every Seagal movie that we watch. Nice. As our way of leaving our mark on his filmography. Hmm. Last week for On Deadly Ground, which is the one and so far only movie ever directed. Our trivia was, Steven Seagal would often forget he was directing as well as starring <laughs> and would frequently demand Warner Brothers fire the director for being absent <laughs> oh, on <fuck>. set. <laughs>
3: Is that real? <laughs> that no. God, no, no. Yeah, no entirely, <laughs> it,
1: entirely made up. Um, and that, that one there, yeah. that was that was a real collaborative effort, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. That one, we, uh, a lot of good input. And on that one. So I, I have some... Already
0: existing IMDb trivia for Dark Territory, I kind of want to run down for you guys. Yeah. And some of these are um, so insane that, and, and this was also the case with On Deadly Ground. Sometimes we come across these trivia facts that are like so unbelievable that it is more likely that they are part of another Steven Seagal podcast's <laughs> bizarre <laughs> pranks. Um, so there's some real weird ones here. Uh, including, supposedly, uh, they they hired Gary Busey to play the villain
1: in this movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> which, which... Yeah, we gotta, we, we gotta explain that. You wanna take that one, Dylan? Yeah, well, Gary Busey's the villain in the last movie, and uh, he gets massacred by Steven Seagal in it. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so,
0: yeah, Steven blows him up.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. So,
0: um, yeah um so Steven got very upset and they had to find somebody else to hire him because again Gary Busey was in the first one to die
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, a par- and uh, again allegedly all of this is supposedly just this could be all nonsense oh yeah but allegedly his like Gary Busey's contract meant that he got his fee like even if he didn't actually star in the movie he still got paid oh fuck and so allegedly his like his seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars salary which now is doesn't even seem that high to me but that uh allegedly came out of steven seagal's pocket as a producer (laughs) whoa
3: man that's rough and
0: then uh another one that i really like but um could just be nonsense during this production, Steven Seagal started wearing a girdle to contain his stomach. <laughs> a, a, apparently, a temporary fix as he intended to lose the excess weight. <laughs> this has not occurred. Uh, if, uh,
1: if, we, if we know anything about Steven Seagal moving forward, it is that the man has not lost any weight. No. Well, that's
0: 100% true. I don't know <laughs> if he wore a girdle on Under Siege 2 or not, but he has oh definitely God. not lost weight. Oh, my. Um, and then for more just for Dylan and i uh the scene with the facility in china that gets lasered and it blows up and all the footage of it being totally destroyed uh that's just footage from on deadly
3: ground (laughs) (laughs) so they just reuse it (laughs) yeah it's
0: uh on deadly ground has a big oil um barge or whatever it's called (laughs) pump I don't know. It blows up at the end. Oh, my. And they just used, like, footage that was shot for that. That year. was
3: probably the um, money they used to uh, pay Gary Busey. Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got to cut corners somehow, guys. Yeah.
1: Um, One. Yeah. Oh, I was you just gonna say, going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say. If there's any, like, real winner from this movie, it, it's probably it's Gary probably Busey's Gary Busey. agent. <laughs> like, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, A being gary busey's agent probably had to have been like one of the most stressful jobs in the world (laughs) (laughs) and uh being able to pull off that deal here you know shout out to that guy whoever he may be uh uh that guy or gal whoever they were great job great job on that deal if that if that is true if that is indeed what happened uh we we appreciate it
3: i mean i say gary's Gary's a big winner too because like he got paid and didn't have to act in a Steven Seagal movie. So that's, yeah, for, that's for, pretty for good. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a double win right there. Yeah. Uh,
0: so and and because anybody can just go on there and put their own trivia, sometimes you get a little bit of edit editorializing. Um <laughs> uh, so this Thanks. quote unquote trivia is not screened for critics in the UK. Despite this, several publications fabricated reviews and faked a low rating, oh. as was the typical snobbery
1: regarding action films at the
3: time. Wow, did Seagal write that on there himself?
1: <laughs> Actually. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it reads a little bit like a Steven Seagal quote. Yeah,
3: I, yeah. I, I, I think we might have um, some input. I, I, he's, he's that kind of guy, right? He's pretty angry. He-
1: i i would
0: buy it except he would not use the word snobbery
3: uh <laughs> that, yeah might be a true. little too highbrow to too many syllables you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would um, use like a word like goons or clowns right
1: yeah i well the, the way we always say it is like if it's a word you've heard donald trump say it's a word that that steven seagal would say that's a really
3: weird comparison that i was honestly thinking of the whole movie it's like he sounds mm-hmm. like trump <laughs>
1: like, you know, <laughs> like it's, he sounds if you a ever, if like you ever watch if you ever if you ever uh, have the uh, displeasure of watching a steven seagal interview you will be shocked <laughs> at, uh, just just how similarly the two of them talk like
3: and i have a question for you guys you guys seem like steven seagal subject matter experts is he friends with donald trump
1: <laughs> uh, I that's my knowledge. I I believe
0: well I mean so Steven may or may not be like an expat not allowed in the United States. <laughs> oh. Um he has lived in Russia for quite a while now and is very good friends with Vladimir Putin. That's Oh the whole thing. man. He yeah. loves Vladimir Putin. Yeah that, and that's camp. Trump and Putin. That's you know I mean without you know getting weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is definitely though like obvious that trump really likes vladimir putin oh yeah um well, let's so just say that
1: the degrees of separation are very small between yeah um,
0: between i two. i feel like what it would be is that if steven seagal and donald trump were in the same room i'm sure they would get along very well
1: yeah
3: interesting
0: i just don't know if they've really ever had that opportunity but we're gonna find out we're gonna set them up
1: yeah <laughs> well either it would work out really well or it would just be like uh, uh taking a fire and and pouring more fire on it like i, I like oh I, well I, I, it
0: would not work out well for anybody <laughs> it'll be like it'd be like alien versus predator whoever wins we lose <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: like i just think it's really unsettling because it makes you wonder, you know, maybe Trump watched these movies and tried to, you know, base his, <laughs> <laughs> base how he talks around this dude. <laughs> I, it makes me wonder who came first because it's just so, Real chicken it's so egg unbelievably thing. similar that it's just N- like yeah. one has to be copying the other, like <laughs> at this point, like maybe, you know, maybe term two, you know, Trump will hire him to his secret service and, <sighs> and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh god
1: yeah that's what we need we need a steven seagal
3: uh
1: yeah he'll he'll get
3: uh let's fuck things up even more
1: (laughs) attorney general steven seagal oh
3: god God. can you imagine
1: steven in the fucking cabinet for the white house
3: oh. <laughs> the, the, the sad thing is dude is yes i can <laughs> yeah. and it's not even that hard for me yeah, to yes it, it. it really isn't just steven seagal <laughs> hanging out in the west wing oh, oh my man. god and, and, and i don't know man <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility i'll tell you that yeah it's really
0: not yeah i could I'd see Stephen like, maybe, like, a... Uh, a uh, probably not an attorney general position. I think he would get, like, something not a lot of people would even know what it meant. Like, uh...
3: <laughs> Deputy <laughs> sheriff. Some bullshit. Like a Department
0: of Agriculture. Oh, my
3: God. They would... Yeah. I, I could see Trump making him lead the police force somehow. <laughs> like, because I, I wasn't he had am- Like, a marshal somewhere?
1: I, I can imagine... Had- yeah.
3: I can imagine Trump first
1: um uh pardoning steven seagal (laughs) (laughs) he might need that (laughs) and then bringing him back to the country and like creating a a position for him that like like adding like an enforcer to a position like to a a part of the government that doesn't need it like the department of agriculture's enforcement brigade oh man (laughs) that oh my god that would
0: actually be a hundred percent a steven Seagal job. He's a huge environmentalist. Yeah. They would make Steven head of the EPA. Yeah. Oh, and he would just Hey oh, man. You know, I, hm I wonder if that would put him out. Would, would he you know be
3: what? a better would he be better at that job than he would be at making movies?
1: maybe yeah (laughs) it's hard to say i I feel like he seems to have more passion for the environment than he does for making movies (laughs) well (laughs) the undeadly ground ends with like a four minute
0: monologue about how we shouldn't be relying on like fossil fuels damn and it is awful filmmaking (laughs) terrible (laughs) but the sentiment is pretty um admirable so i would i would Except that you know, that he's better at being environmentalist you know, than making movies. That
3: makes me think that maybe Trump isn't copying him. Because, you know, if, if there's one thing I guess you could get from his movies, you know, um, it wouldn't be that global warming is a Chinese hoax, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, we need to show him on Deadly Ground. <laughs> because- I think, yeah,
3: Do you think that should be you guys' end goal as a podcast is to somehow get Trump to view on Deadly Ground and, like, change his stance on global warming
0: so you're you're asking us if the end game of our podcast (laughs) where you watch every steven seagal movie should be to alter donald trump's stance on global warming you could
3: do the world some good man that it could be like dennis Rodman going to north korea you know
1: you know, yeah, I, I wonder I if guess. there is like somehow a net positive to if Steven Seagal and Donald Trump got got into the same room together. May, may, I you know, I feel like it's one of those parallel universe things where like you know, like like uh, there's that thing where it's like the concept of infinity is that if you put an ape in front of a typewriter uh, uh, an infinite number of times. At one point, it would in, it would accidentally write all of the works of Shakespeare into a typewriter. That's that's like the <laughs> concept. That's like the concept of infinity. So I feel like there's one. There's one infinite parallel universe in which Steven Seagal meets Donald Trump and turns him into an ardent environmentalist.
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) I think what
1: we need to ask ourselves is, are we willing to take the risk to see if we're in the parallel universe that creates that reality? I don't really see how it could be, like, worse. Like,
0: worse. What could
3: happen that would make things worse? (laughs) Well, at least,
0: like from Steven Seagal and Donald Trump being in the same room. I mean, yeah. like the, the ultimate worst outcome of that is, I guess Steven Seagal. Well, Steven Seagal getting some sort of government position <laughs> is not uh, a small sacrifice. It's not,
1: it's not, it's, it's a risk you really have to, to take into uh, to account here.
0: Um, <laughs> So, on that note, there was still one last thing I wanted to bring up about behind the scenes of um Under Siege 2. I know I said literally at like the beginning of this podcast that we try and stray from getting into the details of um the like legitimate dark shit about Steven, but I really just felt like Bringing this up, I I think we do a good job of kind of towing the line of being of not being just dark and you know nightmarish, but also kind of acknowledging that steven's a, a awful human being. Um, but this, I just wanted to bring this up because uh, it's not I don't know. Uh, so this is 100 percent true, or at least it's not coming from IMDb trivia. This is something that I saw in an interview with Catherine Heigl on Jimmy Kimmel. She tells a story about on the last day of filming, Steven went up to her and said, "You know, Katie, I got girlfriends your age." Oh fuck! And he, she said, "Isn't that illegal?" And he said, "They don't seem to mind."
3: Oh jeez! What a fucking horrible dude
1: yeah that's
3: that's a, that's I, a big old yeah how right is there. he not behind bars <laughs> fuck
1: well that that's uh that'll translate really nicely into the segment we're gonna do right after we finish imd to trivia uh imdb trivia
0: <laughs> oh actually yeah it does yeah but i a part of why i felt like bringing that up is because in that interview, she's, like, cracking up telling this story, oh, and the studio no. audience is, like, laughing and applauding. <laughs> and then after she says it, she's just like, I love you, Steven. I love you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and oh. it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen.
3: Damn. Yeah, that that doesn't sound uh, like a good thing, but maybe I should yeah, watch it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, like,
0: genuinely dark. And and Jimmy Kimmel's just like, don't you have a fun Steven Seagal story to tell us? And she's like, Jimmy, you bet I do.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I have one story I really need to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, there's one that I feel like everyone in this audience should hear about. (laughs) Oh, Um, God. Oh, God. Well, what's go what's going on with that next segment, man? What? what well, what, we gotta finish this late? one first. This, uh, this is this is our
1: uh, this is our award-winning uh, segment oh. here. Oh. This, is yeah. our, this is our this our Peabody Award-winning okay. segment. Okay. It uh, won a
0: Peabody. It won a Grammy.
1: A Grammy. Uh, we're in the we're in the running for a Nobel Prize. Yeah,
0: we we would have won. Uh,
1: uh, a Kids' Choice Awards. A Kids' Choice <laughs> Award. <laughs> but if, if, if it weren't for those meddling kids, yeah, uh, Jojo Siwa totally cheated. Yeah, uh, some say DJ Khaled read the card wrong at the KCAs that year and that we were supposed to win. Yeah. but
0: that's we're, we're starting a. Uh, <laughs> like an online movement that DJ Khaled can't read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's,
1: it's all water under the bridge now. Yeah. Well, I'm still bitter. Yeah. James it. is still very bitter. I'm trying to, I put just wanted to us. get slimed. Yeah. Oh, well, man. well, we all, we all were. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, <clears throat> as, as we've mentioned, I think earlier, we like to try to put our own little stamp onto the IMD, IMDB trivia, trivia, trivia here. Um, for uh for under siege too so uh i i was I, I was thinking nolan you're our guest uh do you have any nonsensical trivia uh off the dome that you think would be worth adding hmm. uh, t- to the imdb page
3: hmm. interesting i was man. thinking the same thing too. oh man it's wow. putting put it me on, on the nolan. spot man yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't Let's even know it's not so easy now is it week. yeah this, this is, is really telling nolan about the improv definitely.
1: part of our podcast oh man okay <laughs> yeah just, hmm. just say yes and and
3: yeah, oh, I got it. I got it. Let's yeah. let's think of something, guys. So, um, okay, it's gotta be a part of the movie or maybe part of the behind the scenes. So I'm gonna say um Steven Seagal insisted on baking a real cake during the filming of the movie. How about that? Uh- <laughs>
1: uh, I I like I like I like it. I like it if, uh, I, I think that um <laughs> I don't know if we should add more I, I, to it or if we should yeah, just keep it the I, I, I think way it that is. There, I think that I think that right now we have a base of a cake and, and that uh, we need a proverbial icing on it. I think that yeah, think yeah, this that, cake that's. I, I just wanted icing. to
3: throw the base, you know, out there. You know, we <laughs> yeah. let us let's, let's try and fill in some details. You know, he insisted on baking a cake. Um, what what I, I'm trying to think, you know, what else would be a good thing to add to it? Um, well, yeah.
0: Why do you bake a cake? You know, what are some reasons that you might bake a cake?
3: I think I, I think he was hungry. <laughs> like like I think I think he got really hungry on set and that wasn't part of the script. You know, I had let's a really say that, hard
1: time let's say that Stephen. Well, oh yeah, go ahead, James. Well you, go first, you oh, go first. I was gonna say that since Stephen was a producer on the movie and lost all that money to Gary Busey, let's say that uh he didn't have enough money to hire a caterer and uh and and, and baked a cake on set uh so Damn. that he and he alone could eat.
3: Oh man.
0: Okay. Now I'm gonna throw mine out. Yeah. What if uh, they had a very hard time shooting the scene where he bakes the cake because he kept eating the batter <laughs> and getting it all over his clothes. And they had to restart the scene with fresh clothes every time. Yeah, he, he kept putting
1: the batter on his face and smiling like a gingerbread man.
3: I like to think he pre he had all of the outfits prepared because he knew it was gonna get messy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Now I, I wanna I wanna hear me out. Yeah. This is I, this is my suggestion. Just this from scratch.
1: Yeah.
0: Steven Seagal brought many outfits from home for shooting because he knew it was gonna get messy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, that, that's pretty good. I, I, I like that one. Yeah,
1: you know what? I think that that's I think that that's good. I I'll I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign that. i I'm right. I'm 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 willing to say that Steven destroys. T- Took t- the words
3: it. right out of my mouth, man. You know sometimes yeah. sometimes the first idea you know isn't always the one you got to stick with
1: yeah man it's a, it's a jumping off point
3: exactly so are you typing it up now is it gonna get yeah. uh, submitted for approval do we know yeah, are some- we gonna know when it's gonna sometimes does it happen on the show has it happened on the show yeah. it has
0: happened on the show Oh man usually it'll be like within an hour so generally it's like the next week mm. but at this point it's not even really a question
1: anymore <laughs> yeah i think we're so we've done seven episodes this is our eighth we're seven for seven we've we've gotten it every single time man and I guess eight for eight, cause I think we did SNL trivia and Roseanne trivia for that episode.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, so technically right. nine for nine. Yeah. Man. Well, we after
1: two. this one goes through. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. I get you. Yeah. Nope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And so then that truly does at long last, uh, lead us into the final bit. Uh, our final segment here, Nolan, uh, um, Gave us the perfect transition at an imperfect time here. Uh, how is this guy not behind bars? Well, um, <laughs> we have our own thoughts about that here on Stephen Destroy, uh, <laughs> where we decide um, how many years uh, or months or whatever in prison that Steven Seagal is deserving of based off of his performance uh, in this movie, on top of the life sentence that we already feel as though he should be serving. <laughs>
0: And not just his performance, but like the movie as a whole.
1: Yeah, it's just the whole entity. In. Yeah, the whole the whole experience that is under siege
3: too. You know, mind if I mind if I start us off, man? I think. Yeah. I think you know, I think what makes this movie so frustrating to me is the fact that it wasn't so bad that I felt like it was worth watching. Like, there are certain movies that are just so unbelievably bad, you know, like The Room or, like, you know, Troll 2 or something like that. Like, there's there are movies that are worth watching because of how terrible they are, but I, I don't think Steven Seagal is, is worthy of that. Like, I think it was just a forgettable mess. Like, <laughs> I don't remember much of it. Like, I know if I hadn't taken notes, I would have came to this meeting and fucking silent for 2 hours. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking, yeah. yeah, this that's what this is, man. It's it's yeah. not a podcast, well, and we man. do
1: re- we do record this in like a like a, a a huge skyscraper. I won't say in what city it is, but in a, like a back room meeting room with all the lights out. We can't see each other right now. <laughs>
3: that is true. We're we're, in a, we're, we're we're in the middle of nowhere, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, we had to put in a in bag metropolis. over Nolan's head. Yeah, we had to yeah. put a bag over Nolan's head so we couldn't see what the address was. <laughs> yeah, right after I finished the movie. Movie, i got yanked into a black car <laughs> and 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 shushed into a van no yeah. i i would i think um it's hard for me to say because yeah he deserves a life sentence i definitely have looked up some of the stuff he's done um before i watched this um because i wanted to know why we were watching steven seagal movies and did
0: it help It'll like bring up more questions. It
3: it just made me not want to watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, that's worth it. I was
1: like, oh god,
3: (laughs) this guy's not very nice. Um, But yeah, I think with how forgettable it is, like I would rate it like a three. Like I wouldn't watch it again. I think he deserves like, I'd say like an additional lifetime on top of his lifetime sentence for this movie.
1: Whoa, okay. (laughs) Whoa, the first life sentence to be passed down in Steven Seagal history.
3: I just, like, my roommate was cooking burgers, and I, like, couldn't eat the burgers because I was trying to focus on the movie. (laughs) And the burgers were, like, getting cold. And, like, it was just a whole frustrating situation where I was just really upset the whole movie that I wasn't able to play my game or, like, eat my burgers. And I just had to watch this, like, creepy dude, like, stare at women and, and, like, just some of the worst choreographed action scenes i've ever seen like i don't really think there was really anything redeemable i I think i I think it made me not really want to watch another steven seagal movie wow fucking ruthless
0: yeah damn wow all right yeah I'm, I'm gonna have
1: to add some sound effects in or something when, uh, when, to when we get nolan saying that
3: we uh, need
0: a bar i think i might have already said this but we need like a bar slamming
1: sound you need like yeah. the
3: gavel like the judge you know he's sentenced yeah, ne- to a lifetime in jail
1: yeah we need that uh we need the law and order sound, but I, I don't know if we can copy the law and order sound, so we'll have to add an extra You clone. can
3: make it on your, on your own. You can yeah. remake you it. You
1: just have to follow
0: follow what we did for the theme song and just sort of change the key.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> that, that, that's of... legally binding. That's, that's fine. That works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, shout out to Metallica, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, it
0: was so nice of Lars Ulrich to let us use. Yeah, for him to call me that. personally
1: and
3: say, "and say, Dylan, we support what you're doing here." Yeah, that's really nice of him. So, what do you guys think? Are you are you guys going to give us sentencing too?
1: Oh Of course. Um, so, uh, uh, James and I, I think, have uh, levied out uh, much less harsh sentences <laughs> to Stephen. I think, in part, because of I feel like there's a sense to where, like, if you're going to sentence him every week for over a year that you don't we, we don't want to come out with the big guns first you know but for uh, you you can come out guns ablazing. you're you know it's i'm i'm it, you, you may, yeah, yeah you, we, we, i'm sure we'll have you back but like you know <laughs> it, 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 in theory you know it could this could easily have been a one and done for you so you can it kind could. of say you know what i need to make my mark on stevenson yeah
0: and and also our ratings are super relative so like i'm both of us feel pretty positive about under siege too <laughs> compared right to all these other movies you guys have historical
3: so. context you guys have experienced more pain than i have yeah this is yeah. the ceiling and the floor of my steven seagal experience so <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I, I in that sense I,
1: I honestly think that you made pretty much the best call that you could here.
3: <laughs> and that isn't really saying much like that makes me not want to not want to be back on the show <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but you know you, you suffer through an hour and a half steven for for an hour and a half of uh you know you're good you're good friends here
3: yeah you're good buddy yeah you know i'd say my good friends are the are the big reason why i did this you know yeah, i
1: mean you know, steven, not for steven destroy steven destroy, yeah, steven destroy not is for the, the fame. Make away, not for although, the fame yeah well you know nolan's already got that so
3: <laughs> oh that is true
1: <laughs> yeah our first celebrity guest here on the show i know um so uh, james you want to t- take it first or do you want me to go um
0: if you are ready, because I'm, I'm still thinking. I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah. So, I've forgotten uh, what I've uh, put for uh, now. I some do, of my wanna, I do want to say
0: because every single week, Dylan's always like, "I'm not really sure where I'm at," whereas I do the sentencing, looking directly at <laughs> like the sentencing from before, so I can oh, kind of judge. And Dylan has total access to the spreadsheet <laughs> where I keep track of the sentencing. Oh, <laughs> Dylan, yeah. if he wanted to, yeah, could so, pull it up. So every this is
3: something week. that you guys actually like count in a spreadsheet
0: yes i'll oh, let yeah. you know right now actually. <laughs> so my stats um, are
3: actually gonna drastically change oh yes time. oh yeah okay. you, you've, Before, added, you've added a lot to this oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: well God. actually we were only seven episodes in and he was already at life plus 127.5 years oh
1: man
3: okay so it gets a little more down into the weeds than i thought <laughs> yeah
1: th- things really started getting bad at the roseanne episode yeah, That's... the Roseanne
0: episode really fucked Steven
1: up. Oh, my yeah, God. Well, I, did I give him, like, 25 years for that or something? You gave him
0: 35.
1: 35 years. Yeah, the Roseanne episode was was egregious. Oh, yeah. man. So um, how do you think it compares to that? What do you think? Oh, uh, oh, this was much better than the Roseanne episode. Okay. And, I, and, and I can say that, you know what? This actually was the Roseanne episode in a way. Um, uh, Does th- he fight th- in e- Roseanne? Ex- except if you just replace Steven Segal with Roseanne
0: and make it way more racist uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah way 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 so, way sig- way way way, way way oh yeah. my god
1: as, as in like we know that we have some potentially racist uh uh steven seagal movies coming up we know urban justice is on the docket we we know we know there's some some potentially pretty rough ones coming up but nothing's gonna top that roseanne
3: episode
0: i would feel comfortable saying
3: that yeah Jeez. Yeah. I certainly hope not. Yeah. So is God, he there yeah. is he there like on the show as himself or is he like playing a character? He is
0: we watched the entire awful, painful, racist, unfunny episode and Stevens in like the last 30 seconds.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no um, wonder. So so knowing that I gave him 35 years for um fervor of That does help me here. Because this, you want me
0: to give you context? You want me to tell you what you gave under siege?
1: Yeah, actually, what did I give under siege? Two years, two years, and I did say I like this better than under siege.
0: It is the lowest uh sentencing that you have done.
1: Wow, yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) oh, I lied. You gave marked for death 1.5. Wow, that
1: that was pretty early on, right? Mm -hmm. That's like the second movie. Oh, that's the third movie. Yeah, it's the third movie. Um, and, yeah, and, and so this is because I have seen a couple of his directed to dvd movies um, just, at, uh, you know, in the past. And so, like, I do know what the direct dvd era looks like. And I know that there's, like, a lot of 30 and 40 pieces coming from me when we get to that. So, uh, I, again, like, the early part of the podcast is very fascinating, I think, in that sense. And that, like, how trying to gauge how bad this is going to be before we really know it. <laughs> and so... Um, I do think that this is better than Mark for death, but, um, I think I was too easy on Mark for death. So, uh, I I think I'm just going to give this one a a flat four years. Um, (laughs) you know what? It's, it's under siege two, twice the under siege. Um, I think this is a flat four years. I think that this movie is boring. Um, and even if this weren't Steven Seagal, And I didn't uh, feel like telling you not to watch it anyway. Uh, I probably would tell somebody to not watch this movie because it's just boring, for the most part. There is some pretty cool stuff uh, with some of the action scenes, but you know, it's you know, it's not the fucking Terminator, dude. If you want to watch exciting (laughs) action scenes, go watch a good action movie. Don't watch this.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. That is yeah. I mean, fundamentally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, James. So, I basically agree with everything that's going to be said. So I'm not going to be super repetitive. I am going to give it three. I'm going to give it three years. I, I definitely enjoyed it more than anything so far. Um, Kind of on its own merits out for justice is pretty similar, or at least like my feelings on it, but I enjoyed it for like radically different reasons. Yeah. So I'm going to give it like three years. It's not good. But it just could be so much worse.
1: Yeah, and we've seen so much worse, and we will see unspeakable tragedy.
3: <laughs> and this is like this is like his golden years. This is like this really is actually. Yeah, <laughs> yep. this is like yeah. when he's considered to be at his absolute best. Yeah, like, this is unquestionably Steve Seagal.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is peak Steven, unquestionably.
3: Yeah. Whoa.
0: All right, so Steven's new sentence is going to be. Two consecutive life sentences plus 134.5 years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> there
0: you
1: have it,
3: folks. <laughs>
0: All right. And then, Dylan, do we have a motherfucker count for this week?
1: I don't think you said it. I only think you said fuck once in the whole movie.
0: Um, um are you still keeping count? Uh, <laughs> is the, the motherfucker count dead?
1: You know what, man? Maybe when we get to direct to DVD, I'll I'll uh, pay a little more attention to it. But but right now, man's isn't saying it. You know, I was really excited. It's in our theme song. Uh, I was really hoping, I was really hoping for more. And he's kind of let me down so far. Uh, you know, as he does, Steven Seagal has let me down. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose the last right. last thing for me to say here <clears throat> before we get to the uh, to our outros here. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We should uh, we should we should say something uh, f- uh, for Nolan here. Uh, shout out to Nolan for uh, coming on the podcast. Nolan, do you have any last remarks
3: for uh, Stephen Destroy? All I say, man, is is keep doing the good work out here. There's got to be <laughs> there's got to be some some people that that you know continue to bring um, attention to great works of art like uh, Stephen Seagal movies. So, so yeah, I really I, I, I really um <laughs> I really appreciate you guys doing what you do and. And please continue to uh, to uh, yeah. speak the good word.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and I don't know exactly where James uh, sits on this, but I, I imagine it might be something similar. I, I really consider this to be more like a burden of knowledge type of thing, a, a burden of wisdom. It seems like where, a like, blessing
3: like, and a curse for sure. You know? Yeah, where it's like it's like I it's do like,
0: not see the first part. I don't even <laughs> I don't understand. That. Yeah,
1: but it's like somebody has to know this so that they can so that they can tell everybody else that they that they shouldn't know it so
3: that they can know who stopped global warming you know you guys <laughs> that's it, true. it's all part of that it's all part of the, the end game that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking
0: yeah now i do have some breaking news oh steven Seagal has died
3: <laughs> what
0: no. Nah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck! I was about to
3: say. I, I, I fell for that. I, I yeah, was like, he's. I, I, I kind of did tubby. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he I, did. I
1: definitely did too. I was like shit. We're gonna have to can all these episodes. What?
0: We, we could keep doing this. Keep doing dives. Yeah,
1: right. we, yeah, we we could. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: Um. No, the trivia got approved.
3: Oh but. hell yeah! There we have it.
0: All right. Um. How you feeling, Dylan? just about what we're doing
1: you know um i i I almost feel uh i don't know i i i i feel the weight of the journey today definitely i feel i feel the impossible stretch of it but i also see you know eight episodes done and i think like you know man this this is this can be done we can do this we can we can make it through i have a certain amount of of optimism towards uh just conditioning yourself to do a a habit or a routine and our our routine for both of us during the week is that at some point we have to watch one of these movies (laughs) and i and, and i feel i feel that sort of like gratification that comes through your brain where you just you do something something you do compulsively or something that you do habitually uh i think that's how i felt this week because i was like all right back on back on the grind you know
3: yeah man
0: yeah it was it was kind of it, i don't really want to use the word nice yeah but it was it was i don't know it was sort of structuring yeah you know, to be like all right i'm back sitting through this yeah I had to make myself do it but even the act of like forcing myself to do it, it was kind of just like back in the back in the habit. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm doing okay. I think that we're still in pretty good uh, territory. I don't know if that's a pun. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> but um, next week we're going to be doing Executive Decision, mm. which is a another real movie. <laughs> it's got Kurt Russell and uh, I think Halle Berry.
1: Whoa, those are those are real actors.
0: Um, yeah, we're still in the real movies We're, we got about three Steven Seagal's and then one kind of weird one. That's a bit roll, and we'll see how that episode goes. Oh yeah. Um, so
1: it's a Billy Crystal.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. So we got about four weeks. We got about a month left before we hit direct to DVD territory. Mm. So um, I'm feeling good for now. But every time we get closer to that direct DVD mark, it, it makes me very nervous.
1: Well, the direct to DVD thing is very interesting for me because, um, you know, I, I give us you know right before we wrap up here a slight bit of backstory to our our fan base uh, today, which is that, um, you know, we 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 would all uh, us, us good friends would uh, we would go to, to James's house and watch, you know, whatever usually usually bad movies. <clears throat> um, and at some, you know, we watched at some point we watched *Urban Justice*, and at some point we watched one or two other Seagal movies. I can't remember by name. I um, think
0: we watched *Out for a Kill*.
1: Out for a kill. I don't
0: know if you were there for that though, but
1: but it became Out a, a, a little bit of a thing. It became a bit of a joke where it was like we would go over and be like, "Oh, let's watch a Steven Seagal movie," and so so one day I I, I turned to James and I said, "What if we just watched?" Every Steven Seagal movie, and made a <laughs> pro- podcast of it. So really, I am—I'm in part to blame. Well, I guess we're—you know—of course, we're both in part to blame. But really, the—the the idea, I guess, came from me in, in its inception, and um, it, it was actually in anticipation of the direct to DVD movies. I actually think I have a harder time with his real movies because there's something sad about how bad they are, <laughs> and and the direct to DVD movies, like, you know, if it's direct to DVD, you know, it's like watching fucking Food Fight or something. Like you—you you know. <laughs> Like, you know, you hear direct-to-DVD and, like, there's like, a, there's, like, a weird, like, feeling that comes over your whole, like, fucking body where you're like, oh, yes, it's direct-to-DVD, this is gonna, this is gonna be bad and uh th- that's actually the part that i wouldn't say i'm looking forward to but it's the part that that the, the part of my brain that that feels the need to challenge itself or everyone around me <laughs> in terms of how much media i've consumed uh it's the part of my brain that that wanted this <laughs> there's the sick sadistic part of me that, that that wanted these steven seagal movies
0: yeah that is gonna be when it really like when we're really in the shit i feel like we're in basic training right now yeah and when we do our episode on the patriot his first direct to D V D uh not to be confused with the Mel Gibson one. Uh I feel like that's when we're getting deployed. Yeah. <laughs> the Patriots gonna be when we get dropped from the Chopper. Yeah the Billy Crystal movies right before it and that's like our shore leave.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. Well I'll be um, I'll be interested to be on for one of the definitely for one of the direct to D V D ones. Um, yeah. yeah for like sure. I said
0: I'll find a real stinker
1: for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'd one. we'd love to have you back for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah man.
1: all right right. well that about wraps it up um uh last thing i'll I'll say before i I do my 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 sign off here is that there is a part in this movie that we watched today under siege 2 in which the porter impersonates steven seagal uh Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. and makes fun of him and and i I, this is the only thing in my note that we didn't talk about what we watched because i want to save it for the end i'm very jealous he's much better at it than i am um Mm -hmm and uh yeah. c- credit where it's due uh it's almost as if he can actually do an impression of steven Seagal, and and <laughs> i and, and and i just do it t- to be a dick at the end of these <laughs> at the end of these episodes <laughs> oh, so <fuck. laughs> um yeah james you got anything left
0: no that's gonna be it thanks for being on Nolan. yeah no
3: yeah. no problem man thank thank you guys
1: thank you yeah, thanks, thanks a lot yeah, thanks to Nolan. Uh, uh, thanks to our, our ardent uh, and rabid fan base. And uh, uh, per usual, uh, uh, th- thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Why don't you
2: take your lively, chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Oh, get the fuck out of here. We have a problem. Steven started ad libbing. That means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snap.